What you're about to hear is a slice of reasoning through the Bible. This is an excerpt taken from one of our regular Bible study sessions. You can find a link to the full session in the episode description. And the first one I want to talk about is this idea of purgatory. Roman Catholic Church, and, and I believe there's some others, have this, this concept of purgatory. And purgatory, according to their teaching, is this state that's in between earth and heaven. The idea here is that there's some things that need to be purged out, hence the name purgatory. The official Roman Catholic Catechism calls purgatory a purification so as to achieve achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven. And it's for those who are imperfectly purified at the point of natural death. And as according to the definition, it would be for people that are in a state of grace, they're going to heaven, but there's still some leftover, either temporal aspects of sin or some leftover uncleanness because of sin. And those things have to be burned away or purged away. That's the definition of purgatory. If we hold that up against all of this teaching that we just had in Colossians, it was a long list that we just went over, then we have to have a idea here that many of these things are not as Paul said they were, not as God said they were, in order for purgatory to work. Because purgatory is described as this cleansing fire for people that need cleaning. It's described as painful. It's it's some sort of a suffering process. It's necessary for people that have any sin in our lives. And the justification is Heaven is a place where no uncleanness is, and we know we're unclean in here, so we have to be purged out. Our response. Before I get into mine, any thoughts, Steve, before I jump into some of how, how these passages deal with this? Let me interject this uh, so that our listeners, our audience can be thinking about this uh, idea as you continue on and when what you're talking about here. This is God's plan of salvation. All these things that Paul is talking about here in Colossians, and it's not just here, it's in his other epistles, and it's and it's not just him, it's the gospels, it's also in, in Peter and his epistles, James. It's God's plan of salvation. Paul can't be any more clear. This is everything that we get by being in Christ. So once we become in Christ, here's everything we get, and there's nothing to be added to it. If a false teacher comes along and says, yes, you're in Christ, but you have to do this, or but you have additional things that you're going to have to do, there is no but. Bringing this home before you begin again, additional things to belief in Jesus Christ by saying, but then we need to evaluate our faith. Have we truly placed our faith in Christ or not? And I think that if we say, yes, my faith is in Christ, but <laughs> we need to just, we need to take a step back and say, wait a minute, have I really truly put my faith 
in Christ. And that's really it. Have I put my faith in Christ? What I want to do now is to go back through some of these passages that, that we just covered, put myself in a position of what would I have to say if I was trying to defend the doctrine of purgatory? If I was trying to defend the doctrine of purgatory, how would I deal with these passages in the book of Colossians that deal with the state of the believers at Colossae that Paul said had already happened. So our listeners, please don't misunderstand. I'm going to half defend a position that I don't hold here, but this is what I would have to say in order to defend purgatory. Again, if we look here at Colossians 1.12, says we are qualified for an inheritance. You'd have to say, well, yeah, but you're not really fully qualified, even though it said I'm qualified. You're not qualified, qualified, because you still have to have some things burned up. You're not qualified. That's the point of purgatory. You're not qualified to get into heaven yet. So you have to say, no, you're not qualified. You're at least you're not fully qualified. You've fudged on the idea of qualification. Next one is we are rescued from the domain of darkness. And it says in there, he rescued us from darkness. And you'd have to say, well, he got us kind of out of the darkness, but he didn't really get us fully in there. I still have to have some things burned up. And everything on this list is like that. 113 transferred us to the kingdom of Jesus. Well, it says, I know that we're already transferred. That's what the verb tense said, but we're not yet really transferred because we still have some sin in our life. And I can't be transferred until I get these things burned out of my life and then redeemed us. Well, I know it says we're redeemed, but we're not yet redeemed until I have some purification done. It says we're reconciled to him, 120 and 122, but I'm not really reconciled until I have these things removed out of my life. And boy, it's going to be painful because he didn't quite reconcile me completely. He reconciled me, but he didn't reconcile me. And then uh, he forgave our sins. Yeah, I know it says he forgave our sins, but they're not really all forgiven yet because there's still some hanging around that have to get purged up. You see what you have to do. You have to go through this entire list, made peace with him. No, he didn't really make peace. Look at Colossians 1.22. If all you had was Colossians 1.22, Colossians 1.22 says that he made us presentable before God as holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. And in order for purgatory to work, you'd have to say, I know it says that he made us holy, blameless, and beyond reproach, but we're not really holy, we're not really blameless, and we still have reproach that has to be burned up because he didn't quite get me there fully, and I still have to go through this burning process that's going to hurt like I'll get out because that's what people say. My Catholic friends, it cuts against every one of these. There's about 16 of these, and you have to qualify, you have to hedge, you have to equivocate on all of them. Not just one. This isn't just one passage in Corinthians that talks about, okay, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, which, by the way, read the context, talks about burning up our works that were done in the past, not me, and purifying me. It's talking about my works getting lost. All of these things are talking about what I am. I have made peace with him. I am reconciled. I am beyond reproach. So it gets down to what you're saying, Steve. Do we believe that we're beyond reproach? 
or not? Do we believe that he declared me holy or am I hanging on to something that I feel inside of me? And I submit he declared me holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. Why? Not because of anything in me. It's because I'm in Christ. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to Reasoning Through the Bible on your favorite podcast platform. In our regular sessions, we go verse by verse through all the chapters and discuss them in detail. Don't miss this opportunity to grow in your knowledge and love of God's Word. If you haven't already, subscribe to Reasoning Through the Bible today.